0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Has Utah State passed BYU in relevance in college football? Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. The burning question all sports fans want to know. Has Utah State surpassed big brother BYU in relevance in college football in the state of Utah, in maybe the United States of America, or maybe in the state of confusion?
1: Oh, you left me an out. Thank you.
0: I left you an out? You left me an out? What are you talking about an out? In the state of Utah, no. It's 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 less relevant than Utah state or it's more relevant. BYU is more relevant than Utah state in the in state, the of, state of In Utah. the state
1: of Utah because it's literally because of the fan base and the 30 years of Lavelle Edwards and it's just it's just that much. It just bigger. has a longer long tradition of success. A longer tradition yeah. of success and the fan base is much bigger. I mean, there's just no... So relevance-wise in the Jason, state, it's, it's Utah BYU. State has
0: Merlin Olsen. Come on.
1: Oh, No, it's
0: greatest, Merlin Olsen. Greatest defensive lineman ever to play in the state of Utah. And, and,
1: and, what, and what made... <laughs> what was it that made Utah State so irrelevant during the 70s? They went independent. And they totally put the kibosh on themselves and never recovered until they did what? Got back in a conference. And now... Right now, nationally, I would not be able to argue that BYU is more relevant than uh, Utah State on the in the football world itself on the national. You really think that, dude? Not Utah State's won two years in a row, and they got a very good team, and it's going to be a heck of a game for BYU to win this one this year. If if Utah State wins three years in a row, the you have your answer. You know, you know what I think about Utah so this State. This is a very important game for BYU this year. I,
0: I think it's hard for Utah State to have long term success. Do you want to know why?
1: I'm i I'm guessing the answer, but yeah, I want to know why. If we have the same answer. The answer is that it's a stepping stone for a head for a head football coach. hundred percent. It's the a big resume problem. it's
0: a resume builder. It's a resume builder. Matt Wells was, you know, was awesome and he was able to develop as a coach there. Gary Anderson, Gary Anderson before him was saying the kind same of thing, thing and, and parlayed it into a much better opportunity. Yep. Now Gary Anderson's back. Yeah, and
1: he a, says he'll a, stay. Well, you know, a leopard I, never loses its spots. I Come agree. On. I I agree. I'll be shocked if Gary stays the throughout his. I've had some career conversations with
0: people that know him, and and which is why I bring this up. And it, it's like once you've kind of been that head coach, and you've been that guy at that big program. It's hard. It's hard not to drink that Kool Aid anymore. It's hard yeah. not to to get that high from being there. It's it like Urban Meyer. I agree. Urban Meyer. Just so
1: you know, we'll come back so, and coach. So again. let's go to let's go to this one. Utah State lost Gary Anderson. Where did they hire Wells from? Wells was Gary. Why do you was...
0: ask me these?
1: He was Gary Anderson's guy. Oh, he was already there. He was already there. Yeah. So my point is. Who's Gary the, Anderson established a great football system, right? They went from having 15 players from the state of Utah on their team when Gary got there, because the guy before him did not understand Intermountain Utah football right. and totally screwed it up. Gary comes in and in one year has it up to 45 or 50, or in, and up to 55 Utah kids in the, right. this program. And then he goes 11-2 and two and wins the Mountain West. Right. So and now they found a coach that knows a formula. They stayed and they, they're, they're – Decided, well, instead of going trying to shop around outside, we're going to stay inside the staff and bring a young, a young up-and-comer and have some risk with it. But it paid off with Wells, didn't it? Yeah. So now they got to do it again if Gary leaves. So that's where I go back to where BYU's problem started. They should have stayed inside Lavelle's staff and the 30-year formula that he built instead of gutting it. Yeah, but who, who – They gutted it. Who are they going to take in the staff? Lance, Lance Reynolds. Lance Reynolds. You think Lance oh, would be the guy? Lance Reynolds was. He the, would be the, the only guy. Because he was every, the top choice.
0: Everyone else was like ancient.
1: Yeah, they the were guys, ancient when
0: they were coaching with,
1: you know. The like, other guys were very old. Yeah. You're right. they have been around for 30, 40 years yeah. to Lavelle. May, may, well, what about Norm Chow? Norm, I mean, Norm and Lance were the two top wasn't, choices. Wasn't Norm,
0: isn't that what he was upset about?
1: Is that, that was one of the things. And, yeah, you know, He, he knew felt he like he should have been given that opportunity. He didn't opportunity. feel like politically he wasn't going to have a chance at it. Yeah. And you know, and there was some hurt feelings down there over that and misunderstandings. I I think you know if you got I don't know if Norm will ever tell the full story that we hear among the players and the guys, but there was definitely some feelings. But See, those I, two, I think I think I actually I think, think they though missed the opportunity to do a Matt Wells move. I think with BYU, I think look, I've
0: been impressed with the maturity of Kalani, and I think if he's a guy, I don't think he has to. I don't think he has to be brilliant. But I think Kalani can stay at BYU maybe as long as he wants to well, he stay. can okay. because BYU doesn't have – they have There's, like five options. Right, exactly. I mean
1: And Andy Reid's not going to do it, right? No. They're, they're joking themselves that any NFL LDS coach is going to come back to take the headaches on of BYU and how it is difficult to coach there. It is truly a mission. As a coach, you look at that job, none of us would take that job at BYU for a professional reason. You would but take that purely I, I th- for a, yeah. a mission. But there as are a other, coach. Right, there in, are in other coaching guys, world. There are other guys in the coaching world
0: though have have taken on programs as their own personal mission. Right. You know, you right. think of Fisher DeBerry at, at Air Force and you think of yeah. um I don't even want to pronounce his name. The guy at the guy at Navy, Ken oh, Natu Malov. Not yeah. I I can't say Miyamatololo. We'll yeah, is
1: that, yeah, right.
0: That's very good. Holy Jason, Jason mm-hmm. I'm half poly. Holy yet, like. Jason, <laughs> that's going to be my new my new word. Holy, holy Jason. Jason. All my poly friends are so proud of me right now. <laughs> anyway, so so yeah, I I so as far as relevance and BYU versus Utah State, it I think it well our discussion basically is it really comes down to a head coach, don't you think? I mean it's it's hard for Utah State to keep one, and if you're any halfway good at BYU. You're going to state now. Now, halfway good. E- even yeah, though you're, you're halfway, they don't have any options. Even though you're halfway good, does that still make you more relevant than Utah State?
1: Nah, I mean, with the power of the church fan base, it, it, it does a lot for them. No, no question about it. But to have, and I'm talking in the football world itself. I'm talking Sports Center, the coaches throughout the nation, the sports writers, the voters, all that. Right now, Utah State has the edge of relevance over BYU. They, I they, would say. I, I think you're right. An, an edge over him. All right.
0: I want to take a break, and I'm I'm going to come back, and I'm going to ask you a question. I'm not going to tell you what it is. All so right. this is. Off I'm the ready. Cuff. Take your best shot. This is off the cuff, and I'm hit it, it out of the park. It, it has some relevance about maybe independence or not. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Rivals. That's Jason Buck over there. He's holding it down by by his shirt. Apparently, I don't I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> the Nike swoosh,
1: but. Nike swoosh shirt. It's one of those sayings they have on it, holding it down. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, holding great. the quarterback's head down after you crushed yeah. him on the ground, stepping on it. I don't know. It to me, it's like. I feel like I got to throw up, and I'm
0: just trying to hold it down. I don't know. Just yeah, it's kind of green like that for but, some reason. But it's Roxy,
1: just, man, she she made me wear it today. She's like, wear this. I'm like, okay. That
0: Roxy point, we gotta. Go. Everybody
1: has to have a wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jason, that just wasn't the right way to say that, but it's okay. I just offended all the all the women that listen to our show. Yeah. The our producer's a woman, and she's like, I know, have a question for, for you, face. though. And this uh, this came up uh, recently. UConn is leaving the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. They're going back to the Big East, and they're going to play basketball. They're they're known as a basketball program. They have a football team. Uh, it's had some recent success, a little bit. You know, it's not known. Yeah, they, they had some success. Not known as a as a football program. Is there any value? In BYU joining that conference, so it it, the Big East like right now. No, no, not the Big East. The American. Oh, the AAC. So so the AAC has absolutely has Cincinnati. Yeah, has Houston. Houston, Memphis, Tulsa, Navy, Navy. It has uh, Temple, UCF. Yeah, University of South Florida. Yep, which is in Tampa. Yeah. And there may be one or two more. Yeah. Is there? Is there, why do you think it should, because everyone's like, oh, no, that's a terrible conference. Should never go there. It's absolutely
1: ludicrous that they should even consider this. Uh, I <laughs> think, think they should that absolutely they- consider it. I mean, I think BOU has the ability. People forget sometimes they have great negotiating power. They pulled a good deal with ESPN as an independent. But they also have, they're very attractive, very, very attractive to a G5 and they bring they bring great credibility to the G5 uh, team whether so it's So all of those West teams all of those teams are east. Yeah, that's right? not the They're best. The geographically only... obviously the Mountain West geographically is the best situation. But do you for really him? think
0: it is cuz I actually think I think I think it's
1: but I don't think it is. If you're on talking to the church and missionary work and an ambassador for the church which the sports program is I mean, let's face it. I mean, I thought that's one. That's the reason I went to BYU. By the way, SMU be, is the other team, which is a faith-based, SMU, faith-based school. Yeah. Um, I, I think to belong to a conference is so important, and a good conference. And you know, the AAC is that in the Mountain West are probably you'd have to argue the two best G five conferences, and UCF gets to a Fiesta Bowl out of the AAC. Um, they're now starting to be ranked you
0: know in the top 15 in the country, yeah, getting some recognition.
1: Houston was getting some recognition. Yeah. You got an outland Trophy right. winner out of Houston. Um, you know they're, they're, they're getting recognized and it's a much better situation than independence. I think it'd be'd be, here, I'd be so what, excited if they got in the AA. here 's what I like about it.
0: I like that if you play part of your games on the East Coast. You become part of the conversation all yes. the all the way through the day in college football. Yes, brother. So from a, a marketing standpoint, it puts BYU it's out
1: so there much better in independence, and they
0: and they become relevant. Now they become relevant because yes.
1: you have you have you have the eastern market cities, but every one of those cities you just named. You're right. You're, you're in the daily conversation with the Scott and Mitchell and Jason Bucks of those cities and the Mitch Harpers and whoever, you know, all the sports beat writer writers. But even all the they, national, you know, even the national guys college on college game, game day. They're,
0: yeah. You know, BYU's at uh, UCF today, and
1: uh, they're leading by seven at halftime. And, and they're playing for the conference championship. Yeah, they're, and they're, and right. All they're in that conversation in multiple cities every day, all year long. Which they are not right now, then sports center and the major right sports affiliates, like you said, are talking about them because they're in the hunt so what if BYU, a you had a non
0: non conference schedule, Utah, Utah State, and Boise State fantastic, and they were in the AAC and
1: they're in the aAC
0: and then on top of it, all the teams that have to come out here, it makes your home games that much tougher on so you have yeah. you have any you think of almost like whenever a WAC team or had to go to um Hawaii. Yeah, it was a huge advantage for for Hawaii, and so it's kind of that same same thing. So you ha- you also have altitude. So you've got yeah. you've got this altitude, and you've got this travel. So yeah, your your travel games are all going to be long road games, which right. which is a bit of a, a challenge. But you are going to you are going to create some some relevance and familiarity on on Saturday. You'll be part of the discussion throughout the day. You're not going to be an
1: afterthought. On Sunday, when everyone's not thinking
0: about college football, they're thinking about the
1: NFL. Right, and you got UCF, South Florida, whatever. They fly into Provo, and they see a stadium full of sixty five thousand people. Right, right, in front, underneath these beautiful mountains, And and you. Just, you could
0: be the shining dog in a in a whole absolutely new conference, shining. and 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 UCF has proven that you can be on a national stage and get to a Fiesta Bowl. You can get to
1: right and yeah. get get on be on a national stage. And like I said, our, in '85, we opened up with Boston College in the kickoff classic, who had just played um, in the Cotton Bowl with Flutie, and then the second game was UCLA at home, ESPN first nationally televised game at Cougar Stadium. Next week was CBS. Washington, who just won the Orange Bowl, claimed they should have been national champs instead of us, and we beat them thirty to three. So we had three, you know, big Power Five schools, if you will, right in a row before we went into conference play. Yeah, I mean, you play in two or three co- Power Five schools. There is, I think, and the conf- having having a conference affiliation far outweighs the type of schedule we have right now is an independent. Yeah, they got six Power Five guys on the schedule or whatever. Okay, so the but... the only relevance for BYU is down the road,
0: they go in four years, whenever the uh, the TV contracts come up, the only Power Five conference they even have a remote shot in is the Big 12. And you saw...
1: A lot of bridges, bridges burnt there. You but,
0: saw a lot of like real hatred towards BYU yeah. in that situation. Yes. So the likelihood to wait, as opposed to hey, there's this opportunity right now. Maybe, maybe it's not going to be better. Let, let's here.
1: face it, brother. There's always going to be secret religious hatred of BYU by the academia elite in the NCAA and the heads of these universities. That all the religious conservative values of BYU are going to come into play, and the protesters are going to come out, and the letters are going to be written, the articles are going to be written to about how you know bad BYU is because of the religious beliefs. So, for us to get through that barrier into these elite, you know, academic institutions and these conferences that are controlled by the, you know, the head chancellors and everybody of each college and the presidents of the colleges, it's it's it probably won't happen. It's it may. It may. We may break through that. But let's say we don't. The next best option is dominate a G5 conference, go to Fiesta Bowls every few years, be on the national headlines, be the Cinderella team that keeps knocking off the P5 schools, right? And we're on national TV all the time, it's just like the BYU national championship year. Not, not a bad formula. Right? I agree. Right? Yep. Yeah. All right. This round of Rivals is over. And we're off to our corner. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell.
0: Find us on uh, Facebook at the Rivals Podcast twitter at the rival show we're powered by ksl sports and we'll catch you soon